Hey, good morning, everybody. Oh, I thought I'd get a better response because it's so sunny outside. It's gorgeous. I'll tell you what. You know when you're getting older is when you go and slay weeds for eight hours, your body is going, that was dumb. So anyway, I'm here. I am uh, uh, slower than normal. My mouth isn't as slow, so just beware. So uh, let's begin with some great shout outs this morning. Oh, yeah, I can do that. I always... I, I think I shout enough, but then there you go. Am I good now? There you go. Now, now you're really going to get it. I better not be shouting. Ryan, your message today was awesome. Can I get an amen on that one? Wow. There you go. Good job, Ty. You wrote that one down. Tamara, your smile and hugs are like a beautiful sunny morning full of love, comfort, and give an encouraging lift of the spirit. Amen to that one, too. That's awesome. Woo! All right. <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, it's kind of exciting when you're a preacher, and uh, the, the preachers that get up before you and after you are as long-winded as you are. It's so cool. It, it's kind of like they uh, have learned the lesson, you know? So anyway... Jeff Trillinger, this is for you. I appreciate your message. The fact that your life backs up your teaching reinforces the message. And I can say amen to that one. And uh, man, I had a million comments, but you cut me off and I didn't get to see any of them. So that's good. Go for it. Uh, uh, oh, these are, these are for Lawson. I'm going to save these for Lawson for next week. Lord willing, he'll be here. So, All right. Well, I got them all, man. I got them, unless you got more down there. I know sometimes, you know. So let's open up our bulletins really quickly this morning. Our little bulletin so we know kind of what's coming down the pike. Uh, we are having Monday evening uh, by College Age tomorrow night. Pretty excited about it. Got several announcements. So if you're College Age, please show up. That'd be great. Uh, Wednesday is uh, at Tamara's this week. And then, of course, uh, Sunday evening is at Tamaris. But starting the following week, it should be at the parks. They're not here, so i got to confirm that. But that's the next move. So Mother's Day is coming up. Don't forget Mom. And uh, also, too, uh, G4 Summit's coming up. Guys of God with guns and grub. And it's a great time. And uh, if you haven't been yet, I want you to consider going. And uh, your wife wants you to go too, so she can have a little downtime. So anyway, that would be great if you guys would figure that one out. It's a great time. It's a good time. Last year was tremendous. Uh, TJ preached his first sermon up at camp. Uh, he taught at the, the college age group and knocked it out of the park. And then last year he preached and oh my goodness gracious, there are people still talking about it. And I am too. So uh there's some great things that happen up at camp, so I hope that you can send your, your uh, men and boys up to camp. Any announcements I might have missed? Wow, I got lots of time. Long-winded preachers like lots of time, so here we go. Grab your Bibles and turn to 1 Timothy, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. I want to begin in verse uh, 7 this morning. My, I know my notes say here uh, verse 8, but let's do verse 7 through verse 14. 
For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity, but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher. For this reason I also suffer these things, but I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I entrusted to him until that day. Retain the standard of sound words which you have heard from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us the treasure which has been entrusted to you. Let's pray. Our holy God in heaven, how thankful we are for the rich blessing of the freedom that you've given to us through our founding fathers, to be able to assemble and to learn and to grow and to be equipped for the works of service as we would worship you each and every day in each and every moment. We do pray that you would help us to come to know you better. We pray that in that knowledge of who you are and what you have done and what you are doing and the promises you've made about what you have yet to accomplish in us and through us and for us, that dear Heavenly Father, we'd be so persuaded that we would walk in this newness of life with great power and confidence, Father. That's really what trust is, confidence, confident assurance that gives us power to live for you, not for ourselves, not for the moment, but for others and for the great reward that's waiting us in heaven. How thankful we are for that. We ask in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, Scott made this really great statement, and I've made it before, but I want to read it right now. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. What a beautiful passage. And I've, I've shared this before, but... Scott, I really appreciate you bringing it up again. You know, we don't even have a clue of how amazing it's going to be in heaven. It says it right here. It says in verse 9, But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. I mean... There have been times when I've been, the, the beauty of God's creation has taken, literally taken my breath away and I just want to sit there and I want to stay there just continuing to absorb the beauty. Being up in the, the, the Rocky Mountains uh, this last summer, although it was pretty treacherous, some of the most beautiful vistas I've ever seen in my life. And you can just stay there. It just, it just doesn't get old. That's nothing in comparison to what God has for us. 
That reminds me why we should trust the Apostle Paul in his teaching on our trusting God. Think with me for just a minute. How many of you, if you wanted uh, someone to teach you how to use a chainsaw, would ask someone who's never used a chainsaw before? I'll tell you what, that's a recipe for disaster. It doesn't take but just a moment to have really a very serious, if not fatal, injury. I remember when I was in, in college, and I thought I knew everything about chainsaws because I saw my dad almost cut his leg off with one. Cool. I don't know anything, right? But I had used chainsaws a lot because I'd been working in the Forest Service for three years. They wanted to give us a D certification. That's not like flunking, but A is low, D is high. D certification for falling. And this gentleman that they brought in, man, he was old and crusty. It's kind of scary because... I kind of look like him now. But anyway, he was old and crusty. But man, I'm telling you what, that guy says, now, there's certain kill zones in falling trees, and you need to know those kill zones. Now, let me show you. He goes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a, 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 what's called a barber chair. He says, a barber chair will take your head off if you're standing in the wrong place. Let me show you how this works. He fired up a saw, and he cut the tree in such a way that it actually barber chaired. It, matter, it kicked back it peeled off itself and it kicked back and over it, it would take your head right off he says now you need to understand that if you're not cutting right this could happen to you and he did it so we could all see and i was like wow this guy was able to cut it so it caused what he said would kill somebody he said now you weren't watching very closely on how i cut it but you should stay out of the kill zone no matter what. And he showed us all sorts of things. Amazing man. He knew what he was doing. You know, we should ask someone who's had the experience about suffering under great persecution and how to stay the course. The Apostle Paul is that man, by the way, as we shared last week. This letter, 2 Timothy, He's on death row in a Roman prison. He knows the day of his death, as it says in chapter 4. And yet here he is so positive. Timothy, remember, we've not been given a spirit of timidity, but of what? Of love and power and self-discipline. I'm not ashamed of the sufferings I'm going through because I know whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have entrusted to him until that day. In other words, I have been through the ringer over and over and over and over again, and God has never let me down. Did you go to the Oregon family camp this year? There was one message at Oregon family camp that should scare the heebie-bejeebies out of you, whatever that means. Matt Hartford stood up and he talked about the banking system that we have in the world right now and how close we are to going to the digital dollar. And he talked about what that digital dollar would actually do. Joe Biden is working on a program to implement the digital dollar. Now, if you didn't catch that one, 
I'm not going to give it to you right now. But I really encourage you to go back and look at Matt Hartford's first lesson in regards to the world financial situation. You know, people are giggling and laughing in sermons and stuff like that and, and ooing and aahing on these cute babies. I can't stand it. She's so cute. I haven't been able to cuddle her yet. It's terrible. I even get distracted. But the reality is, is that we don't know what's coming. Anybody know someone who's been through the Great Depression? Anybody here know someone who's gone through the Great Depression? Now, the one gentleman that I knew that went through the Great Depression, Leroy Richmond, Roy Richmond, don't call him Leroy, he went through the Great Depression. That man learned how to self-preserve. That man wasn't going to be dependent on anybody. He enjoyed the blessing of being in the United States and the, the amazing wealth that he was experiencing later on in his life. But he told me stories when I was at Bible study with him. An old German Lutheran immersed into Christ for the forgiveness of sins to receive the Holy Spirit. I love that, Roy. But he told me stories about the Great Depression and what he experienced. We have never experienced anything like that. Never. Have you experienced anything like that? Complete and total destitution, not knowing where your next meal is going to come from, not having a job because the economy is so bad? 37% unemployment? And all the other employment was really not a living wage. I want to go to the Apostle Paul and listen to him. I want to know how to keep the faith. I want to know how to continue to trust God. Because as we read this morning, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, the heart of man has not yet understood all that God has given and prepared for us in heaven. I want heaven. The devil wants hell for you, the lake of fire. The Lord wants you to be in heaven with him. And you're the deciding factor. You're the one who's either going to remain faithful to your last breath or not. That's how important these lessons are. And so distractions abound because who is the one who wants to distract you from what is so important? Distractions abound. Deceit abounds. Discouragement abounds. But I'm telling you what. Paul drove right through the goal. I love reading 2 Timothy. That guy is excited to go home He's fought the good fight of faith and now there is for him a crown of glory. You know, a lot of people don't like talking about fighting. They don't like, they don't like the, the difficult times. I was richly blessed this last week. How many of you know Tony Weber? I asked Tony Weber, I, I said, would you just write a little blurb up for what you appreciate about the Plesdale Church, because I'm going to put it on the 
Facebook page. We're going to kind of update our Facebook page. And uh, she goes, I really like that we're a battleship instead of a cruise ship. And I'm thinking, well, that's cool. She goes, man, cruise ship living, man. You get fat for the slaughter. <laughs> but a battleship, we know how to take it to the devil. That's what this is all about, really. Because the devil wants your soul. And Jesus bought your soul. And now you and I need to stay the course. Amen? Amen. I want you to write three words down that are going to kind of drive us this morning. And I'm going to finish with these three words. The first word is character. The first word is character. The second word is competence. Competence. The third word is consistency. Character, competency, and consistency. Read, write those down right now in the introductory. You got some room there to write that down in your introduction. You know, if you want to grow your faith, you want to grow your trust, then you look for people who are people of absolute impeccable integrity. If they're, if they're unfaithful in a little thing, if they're untrustworthy in a little thing, they're going to be untrustworthy in a big thing, aren't they? But you know what? If they take care of the little things, they're very conscientious of little things. They're going to be rock solid in the big. What about competency? Do they really know what they're talking about? You're going to ask someone to teach you how to run a chainsaw that's never run one before? Or do you want the guy that's been there, done that, experienced it over and over and over again, and can give you exactly what you need to know to be successful? I don't know about you. I'm going to go with the old, you know, salty dog guy, right? And then consistency. Reliable. Same. Day after day after day. Can you bank on that guy? Can you put your money on that guy? Can you follow that guy? Are you going to get to heaven if that guy is Jesus? The answer is yes. So let's jump right in real quickly this morning. Quick review. Look at point number one. Point number one, foundation for trust. You know, Paul says, you know what? I know the Lord Jesus. I've experienced over and over and over again his provision. I know how he's going to operate. I know how he's going to follow through. I know that he's going to provide. Do you? Do you know the Lord Jesus is going to provide in every moment, in every crisis, in every struggle, in every challenge? Do you know that for sure? Because if you don't know that for sure, you're going to wiggle and wobble. And you may fall down. Do you believe absolute conviction? Do you believe that he made it because he was faithful? And he will provide that for you if you remain faithful. Are you persuaded uh, or convinced? I love that word persuaded. Are you absolutely sure? Because when the crush comes in your life, if you're not absolutely sure, what are you going to do? You're going to default to, well, Bill knows best. Well, that's for me anyway. You ever do that before? Things go starting going crazy. I've been trusting the Lord, trusting the Lord. And things start to go crazy. You go, oh, what do I do? And I go, I'll try this. I think that will work. Is that what you do? Well, it's kind of like what Jeff was saying. You go to what you've practiced. I'm telling you what, I'm going to follow 
the Lord Jesus. You know that's why you want to read every day? Those are the words of Christ Jesus. He's going to give you what you need. Just recently I was asked to speak, to, to, to preach a sermon, and it was like, hello, it's time to preach a sermon. And I'm going, hello, I haven't had any time to study. Except for 39 and a half years of reading every day. And so when they asked me to speak on this certain thing, scripture started to pop in my head. Popping in my head. And then I put them in a sequential order and delivered a lesson. I got more compliments on that lesson than I have on most of my lessons. I'm thinking maybe I should just kind of wait until the last bit it and throw something together. No, I'm not going to do that. But the reality is every day, a little here, a little there. The Bible says line by line, precept by precept. That's how you build a life solid. Let me say that again. Line by line, precept by precept. That's how you build a life solid. Well, I'll just get everything I need to know from Bill on Sunday morning. Sorry to tell you that ain't going to happen. I don't know it all yet. Okay? And some of the things I do know, I'm, I'm still working on making sure I can teach them fairly uh, well. Look at point number two. Now let's get into the meat of this scripture. Going back to verse 12. Paul says, for this reason, because God gave all of this to us through the gospel, for this reason, I also suffer these things. But I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I'm convinced, are you ready? That he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day, until that day is the day when we pass from this life into the next. By the way, do you know the day or the hour the Lord's going to return? You know, when you, when you meet someone that says, oh, the Lord's going to return on this certain day, don't believe them. They don't know. In fact, there was billboards here not too many years ago. Billboards with a picture of this guy that was saying, the Lord's coming back on this day. And I drive by and I just laugh every single time. It's like, are you kidding me? Now, do you know the day of your passing? You don't. You know what? Judy Hirsch went to a wonderful ladies' advance, and on our way home from that ladies' advance, she had a massive heart attack on I-90. And her granddaughter was able to pull the car over, and she passed away before the EMTs could get there, before the paramedics could get there. So here's my question, folks. Are you ready right now, today, this moment? And if you say yes, great. If you're saying, well, I'm still working on it, don't stop. <laughs> don't stop. So he is able to guard your life. He is able to protect you and keep you. He is able to provide everything that you need right now and for eternity. Do you believe that? He is able. The word able, I want you to write a couple things down in regards to the word able. Now, you've heard the word dunamis, right? Dunamis is where we get the word dynamite. Explosive power. Okay? Dunamis. This is a root of that. He is able. 
To, he is powerful and capable. Did you get that? He is powerful and capable to do what you need done. Now, are you powerful and capable to do everything that you need done to get to heaven? The answer is what? Without him, no. With him, if you listen to him and do what he says, the answer is yes. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know the context? The context, he's in prison. The context, he's starving. The context is there's nobody there to help him. He says, I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Go look at that. That's in the book of Philippians. So here's the question. Have you been in prison recently? Starving in prison recently? No, not me. And yet he's content. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Where's the power, folks? In you or in Christ Jesus? The power is in Christ Jesus. You need to know him. You need to believe in him. You need to be absolutely convinced so that you don't default to the old self mode. You stay locked on to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the Apostle Paul did. That's how he made it. He is able. The word able means to possess enough power and might. In other words, he is competent in every way. You want someone who's teaching you to be competent in every way. Absolutely. By the way, did you know that you can do a living trust online? Just get online and for a few dollars, you can do a living trust for yourself. Uh, <clears throat> don't do that. Your whole future's financial future for your children and grandchildren are based upon that. So you're going to get online and do a uh, what they call a boilerplate. I've seen people do it. Yeah, it only cost me $75. No, it's going to cost you a lot more than that. It's going to cost you probably everything that you've worked hard for. You need to go to an expert. You live your whole life with an expectation of heaven, but you've been living it on your mindset, your belief system, rather than on Jesus Christ. Guess what you just did? You did the, the $75 special. Not a good idea. Look at the next one I think was really amazing. Leading into the next point. It says guard. He is able to guard your life. He's able to guard your eternity. It means to be on guard. Guard from loss or perishing. So as to persevere and be saved. Can you save yourself? What's the answer? Absolutely not. No matter how good you end up being coming in Christ, it's still because of Christ. And you know what? If you come up just a little short and you're outside of Christ, you've come up completely short. But if you're living your life and you still haven't mastered uh, everything and you pass from this life, but you've given yourself fully to serving the Lord and, and if and when you trip up, you're not aced out, brethren. Because you're still moving forward. Does God know your heart, by the way? Does God know every thought? Does God know every deed? You've heard uh, Brian Braggett up here and said, man, I'm so glad God knows my heart. Why does Brian say that? Brian's got an honest and good heart, I believe. 
But he's saying that there are still some things I need to get out of my life and there's still some things I need to get into my life. More Jesus, less Bill. More Jesus, less Brian. More Jesus, less, and you could put your name in there. Amen? Look, he is able to guard you. You're trying to guard yourself? Well, I know. I, I'm really smart. Smart as God? I know a lot of stuff. Good. As much as God? I know how to figure out everything I've ever gone through. Is that right? Who gave you breath? Who gave you your mind to think? Oh, God did? Oh, got it. Okay. Look, it's so important for us to understand. We can't do this without him. And if his word isn't consistently causing us to make choices and decisions, we're going to go with what the loudest voice in our ear is. Social media is loud. Culture is loud. That's why it says, I beseech you, I beg you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to give your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to this culture, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know that which is good and practice that which is the good and acceptable will of God. Now let's look at point number three. It's a really quickie. Here in 2 Timothy in chapter one and verse 12, at the very end, it says, he is able, are you convinced that he is able to guard uh, what I have entrusted to him? Well, by the way, what did you entrust to God when you were immersed into Christ? When you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, to receive the Holy Spirit, what did you actually entrust to him? What did you give to him? You gave him your whole life. You know, when you confess Jesus as, as your Lord, you're saying, you're the master and I'm not. From now on, I will do what you tell me to do and I'll do it with a great attitude. That's what you actually said when you said, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God and my Lord. That's what you meant. Oh, really? That's why I always ask people to articulate. Who is Jesus for you? Have you ever seen me immerse someone into Christ? I don't want them to just say yes. Typical in the Church of Christ. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? Yes. Do you know what that means? No. Okay, so maybe we should go back a little bit and figure that out. Because you're committing yourself to a life of faithfulness in serving him as your master. That's why I always ask people, who is Jesus for you? I've never had anybody go, I'm not sure. The reason being is that I study until they understand that Jesus is Lord. That's more important. And I know I might get in trouble. I know there's people watching online might get in trouble. It's more important that you have humbled yourself and received Jesus as Lord than to be baptized. Is it possible to be baptized and you have not humbled yourself and received Jesus as Lord? Is it possible? Sure. A lot of people do. They get baptized, they don't even know what they're doing. You're being immersed because the Lord Jesus Christ called you to be immersed for a particular reason. And now you've given yourself to him. 
What would you call a person who gets married to someone and then goes out and plays the field all the time? All the time, every day. Hi, honey, how was your day? It was great. What'd you do? You really don't want to know. Are you kidding me? That's sick, man. But isn't that what we do if we say, yeah, you're my Lord, and then every day you're going out and running after the world's stuff and after everybody else's beliefs and philosophies. Isn't that what you're doing? Isn't that what we are doing? Brethren, we got to get serious about this. God knows what we need. And if we gave ourselves to him as Lord, then we need to step up and say, yes, you know what's best. I remember the show Father Knows Best. Raise your hand if you ever saw one of those and not on reruns. Come on, there's three of us, four of us in here. Yes, five of us in here. Wow, that tells you. If you've never seen Father's Knows Best, man, it's a whole nother universe, man. You watch that on, on reruns, you're going, really? People really believe this stuff? They really did. We've come a long way, baby, in the wrong direction. You know what? God knows best. He's our father. Jesus Christ is our big brother who's gone on before us. He's tackled every temptation and he won and he's given us what we need. Now, why would we want to follow our own knuckleheaded self? You know what this word entrusted means? It means to deposit as a trust or for protection. You deposit something into a trust or you deposit something in the bank for protection or in a safe for protection. A thing co-signed to one's faithful keeping. Here, will you keep this for me? I'm not so good at it. Brethren, let me share with you that Sharon and I redid our, we did, redid our living trust. The reason we decided to, to redo our living trust is we wanted certain individuals, our sons, we want to have our stuff but certain individuals coming in and taking it. There are a lot of people that will come in and try to take your stuff. But we wanted to keep our stuff for our kids. And so we did a living trust. So Sharon and I are not our stuff. Actually, everything we have is not our stuff anymore. It belongs to the trust. And we wrote in the trust that when we die, then the trust is our sons. And so... It's a beautiful thing. They can't take anything away from me because it's not mine to begin with. But are you ready? If you become a Christian, everything you have been and are and will be, you've entrusted to him. They can't take eternal life away from you. No one can take your eternal life away from you. Can you give it up? Can you give it up? Well, sure you can give it up, but no one can take it away. Do you realize because of what Jesus Christ has done, no one can take that away from you? Will you remain faithful then to the one who has in trust your life now and your life for eternity? I want to close with no, uh, point number four might want to write that word character down again. 
Ask yourself if this defines God. Character. Perfect integrity. Honesty in all things. The standard of morality is Jesus Christ. You want to know what perfect integrity is? You look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our life, our faith. You look to Jesus. Don't look to anybody else. Look to Jesus. Jesus is that perfect standard of one who trusted God in everything. He was a man of perfect character, a man of integrity. He was never unfaithful to his father. He was never unfaithful to those whom he served as king of kings. And he's never unfaithful. He remains faithful to you and I. He is integrity. The question is, are you and I? Jesus was a man of integrity. The apostle Paul is a man of integrity. The question is, if you want people to trust you, if you want to build trust, then are you a person of integrity? Here's the second one. Competency. Are you capable? You ever brag about something that you think you could do, but you haven't done it yet? We need to recognize and understand that competency is being capable, meaning able with the capacity to do it because I have grown in that experience. Experience with consistent success. That's what being competent is. Experience with consistent success. You know why when I watched that guy cut trees down? I was in awe. All of the other little kids like me, 23, 24 years old, 25, we were in awe. All of us were in awe. Why? Man, that guy's like, the chainsaw was a part of his brain, a part of his arm. It was like, he just knew how it worked. And every tree, you could just see him trembling. Oh, no. Here comes Jake. <laughs> Everybody called him Big Jake. He was skinny and kind of gruff, but Big Jake. Now, notice, he was competent because of experience. Finally, consistency. Are you reliable? Is God reliable? Has God ever changed the plan? God's never changed the plan. The plan is a constant. You want to know how to get to heaven? We're going to be judged by every word in the Bible. All you need to do is know the word because it's not going to change. Have you heard this verse before? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. Scripture says, though all men be liars, God is true. Now, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying you're a liar. That's what the Bible says, okay? God is absolute. Brother, my prayer is, is that we're going to go to the one who is able to guard us, and to hang on to that which we've given to him. The question comes down to this. Will you hang on to what God has given you? in his son, Jesus Christ? Or will you be discouraged? Will you be distracted? Will you be deceived? So important, brethren, that we make the decision and that we live every moment, every day, constant in his word.
Let's pray. Lord God in heaven, as, as we uh, close the, the lesson time this morning, we see that your character is perfect. The perfect example of integrity manifest in Jesus Christ. That's why we should fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. He is absolute competent. He is able and he has accomplished all things for us so that we could walk in his footsteps. And finally, he's absolute consistent. He's not changing. He'll never change. What we see today in Christ Jesus is what he has been in the past and what he will be in the future. He has provided consistently for those who are faithful, but for those who are unfaithful, all everything's off and they will suffer the consequence. Help us, dear Heavenly Father, to be trustworthy in your eyes. Help us to build trust for and in uh, ourselves so that others can trust us, Father. Help us to learn from the Apostle Paul as he has learned from you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, let's stand up and get all excited. All right, what did Jesus say to do? He said to go. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings. King of Kings. All right. Let's go. Let's get her done. Thanks once again for listening. To download today's lesson plan or find out more about Cornerstone Truth Podcast and our church, please go to www.cornerstonetruth.org or email us at thecornerstonetruth at gmail.com. Have a blessed week.